you're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. So we are doing some celebrating tonight. Woohoo! Yes, we are. Because my book is officially released. Yay! Yay! Big sigh of relief. <laughs> um, Candid Classroom, What Parents Want to Know and Teachers Want to Tell Them is available on Amazon officially. And I am breathing that huge sigh of relief oh, and yeah. really disbelief. Yeah. And I think the occasion <laughs> calls for a cocktail. It definitely does. So what do you have for us? Well, um, I had mentioned that I wanted to be trying more beer cocktails. Mm-hmm. And I was um, going back through my Pinterest um, Pinterest board, and I found something way down at the bottom. It is a grapefruit beer mimosa. Mm-hmm. And then um, this was ringing a, a bell in my head that during my first pregnancy, when I was craving a beer so badly, I, uh-huh. don't, I don't know why, I discovered non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. So you're a fan. You're a proponent of yeah. the non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not, it is definitely not the most delicious thing. Um, you know, if you can choose to drink an alcoholic beer or a right. non, definitely right. choose the alcohol. Um, the flavor is much better. But yeah, if you're fiending for a beer, this will take the edge yeah. off. Yeah. So and I tried a little sample mm-hmm. when you were making this and yeah. it really, if it tastes like beer. Yeah. So if yeah. you need that, you know. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. So I was excited that we could uh, both be drinking something that tasted very similar. So yes. anyway, this um, this is from a, a new blog to me, Ada Mollenkamp's blog. We'll include a link. She has really beautiful photographs and lots of um, good looking drinks. So I might be checking that out for future cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Uh, where each we each have half a bottle of wheat beer and then some fresh grapefruit juice and simple syrup. Awesome. And give it a stir. It's, a sim- it's as simple as that. Yeah, I like um, it. All right. All I right, let's simple. Cheers, Cheers and congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I like that so much better than a traditional mimosa. Really, Do you? Like I have... I have a hard time with the sourness and the strong flavor of a oh. traditional mimosa mm-hmm. sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I just... I like a couple sips and then I don't, yeah. it doesn't taste refreshing to me. Like this yeah. tastes very refreshing. And just the, I mean, seeing the description grapefruit and beer, I was kind of like, oh, but oh, it's really good. It works. I think if you didn't have the simple syrup, it might be a little too, a little too much, but too I think, tart. I think it's perfect. I like it a lot. Mellows it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I need to stop drinking that. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> we'll just slurp away. Yeah, it's pretty don't good. mind us. Okay, so I kind of wanted to get in some of the into some of the details about finishing up your book yeah. and it actually coming out. So yeah. I think that the last time you gave us an update on the book, you were kind of still you were doing the final editing and the layout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to hear a little bit more about what's gone on in between then and now because it probably seems like a pretty simple thing okay you have a, right. you have a manuscript like right just like press a button and you get a hard copy exactly. right yeah so lift the veil for us a little bit and tell <laughs> us all so about some of the millions of steps that have actually been yes. going on well that whole editing layout I think when I talked about it last it mm-hmm. was the beginning of that stage and okay it has continued until like right now I see um <laughs> it is a very You know, it's surprising with technology. You think, well, it's not like we're doing it on a Gutenberg press, like right or typewriter. Yeah, like it should just be. But there is so much detail Mm -hmm. and and things you just can't. 
no computer can do for you. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. you have to look through every sentence, every space, every indent. And Mm -hmm. so the content has been done for a long time Mm -hmm. and there was rounds of editing for that. And that I thought that was tedious. And oh no, this is a whole other level. So there's things you just have to go back at, you know, I've sent back and forth a lot with the editor and like what, um, I might see, he might not see or vice versa. And so like, it's just this process of Mm -hmm. why is it looking like that? And I can't get it to look like this. And should this actually be laid out like this or not? And so there's a lot of conversation around that. So that's something that has surprised me a little bit. And Mm -hmm. maybe I shouldn't have been so optimistic that like, (laughs) oh, I turned in a finished manuscript and now my book is done. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that just felt like such a huge relief. But now there's this mustering up this whole other kind of energy to like putz with all of that. And then the promotional side of it, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes to get a launch team together, which you so graciously are a part of. And I appreciate that. Of course I'm thrilled. And yeah, I was impressed just when you came out with the description of the launch team. I mean, how detailed just kind of that is and the planning that you must have had to do for that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Whoa, like that, that took a lot of work. And I mean, it's so smart to, to have. Yeah. And they've been great about, um, you know, kind of giving me that strategy, like a couple weeks before do this. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of backwards engineering from your release date. Like, okay, if this is supposed to be happening August 4th, then this, you know, right. Figuring that all out. And like today I had so many things going on and we're traveling back to Wisconsin launch week, which couldn't be helped because there's a <laughs> wedding. And, but, um, I just finally made myself like an old school table on yes. word and printed it out with like every day. And then every like, okay, on my personal blog is going to be this on yeah. candid teacher mm-hmm. is going to be this. And just like what's happening when, cause it just felt like this crazy matrix right. in my head. So mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. lot of detail involved in this part of the process so one thing I wanted to ask about um just with the layout of the book because I um do have a hard copy a a, a, like advanced copy Mm -hmm. that I'm getting to read which is really cool um how much of like the look of it how you know the paragraphs are laid Mm -hmm. out and stuff was um your publisher kind of telling you okay this is kind of how we do it in or versus like your personal style or like what lo- you like yeah. to see. Yeah. A lot of it was actually me in terms of like a general, you know, that that's kind of the beauty of this guided self-publishing is yeah. it really can be anything. And my book has a lot of like tip sections. And so it's like little indented places mm-hmm. where, so it was kind of deciding ahead of time how we were going to work that. Like if it mm-hmm. was going to be a numbered list gotcha. or just like little indented sections and kind of to match the whole feel of the book too. Like I really wanted this book to feel very conversational. Mm -hmm. And so the casual layout versus Mm -hmm. a little more strict. So I actually had a lot of say in that part. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are very specifics in terms of how you have to put something into the final document you give them so that it translates into the software that I see what that goes to press right to look like oh that's so there's, hard there's things like that and then there's just certain things like we had to go through and change all the indenting manually because it was off and oh it just didn't translate gosh. into the software for whatever reason oh you know there's just gosh. when you're playing with technology it's right so much fun wow so yeah just things like that that I just wasn't really mm-hmm. fully prepared for mm-hmm. and and I think it's like that with any book I think there are things that come up and you're like, oh my gosh, that doesn't look right. No. Uh And like last minute changes. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's been a lot of that, but I've learned a lot. I feel like, oh, this is what goes into it. Yeah. I bet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
we have talked a lot about the process for getting the book. So let's um, step back for just a minute and tell us more about like what the book is about now that yeah. now that you have all of the content. Right. So kind of like give us an overview and who your intended audience is and what they're going to get out of the book. Okay. Well, basically the whole inspiration for this book was a combination of things. Number one, that I just felt like I had so many great stories to tell from being a teacher. <clears throat> Excuse me. And things that just didn't, we didn't have time to talk about. Like I didn't yeah. have time to even write them down until I stopped mm -hmm. and, and took that time. So there was this need to tell the story about what actually happens in the classroom mm -hmm. for me, because I think it gets lost in politics. It gets lost in, you know, um, class sizes that are too high mm -hmm. and teachers that are tired and parents that are frustrated. And so I just felt this need to tell some really good stories about what happens. And then I had, we have three nieces that are all the same age and they were all, so they were all starting kindergarten the same year. And I had so many questions like from my sister and my sister-in-law is mm. like, what do they need to know before kindergarten? Right. What about this? What about that? And I'm like, oh, I, I have never thought of it from that perspective. I think right. of it from the teacher's perspective, not uh -huh. the other side of the classroom yeah. door. And so having close family members starting to go through that, I was like, maybe I should just write a book about that. Yeah. And so it, that's kind of what inspired it. And so every chapter starts with a story from my classroom mm -hmm. and then just tips and my advice and my behind the scenes glimpse um, into the world of school based on that topic. So mm -hmm. it's organized by topic. Like one chapter is on getting ready for kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Another is on fostering independence and mm -hmm. homework and bullying. And so just depending on the topic, but mm -hmm. just some things that I felt like, Hey, if we, if parents knew mm -hmm. these certain things and if we were better at communicating them as teachers or had the time and the energy to, if we just sat down over a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. this is what I would tell parents. Oh, so that's the whole premise of the book. I love it. I, um, I'm just a few chapters into it, but it is just, it's already struck me that it's this, like, just like you said, a casual, personable tone. Oh, like, good. It, like it sounds good. like you're talking to a friend and you're not using like, the teaching and educational psychology jargon yes. where, it's, where yes. it feels a little bit intimidating or not accessible. Um, and it, I, the other thing I just love, because this is what I love from books that are like kind of set out to help me, is that it it has practical advice and tips that you can act on because mm -hmm. then I can walk away and say, mm -hmm. I now have these tools. Right. And so I just, I love that. Like, um, you know, if I, if I'm relating to a book, but then sometimes it doesn't go quite far enough by saying like, and what this boils down to are these right, three important right. things. And I let you went that far and I'm like, yes, that, I'm so that is what I I'm love. I'm so glad it comes <laughs> across that way because it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to know. I'm sure it's hard to know. Yeah. And, and I just know how tired parents are. I know mm -hmm. how hard it is. I mm -hmm. know that they are trusting us with their mm -hmm. absolute life yeah. for eight plus hours a day. And so it was this very delicate balance for me of like, I want to help you. And mm -hmm. there are some things that if you knew it would help, right. but I don't want to add more to your plate. Uh -huh. I feel like gotcha. we add so much to parents' plates and parents add in return to teachers' plates. And mm -hmm. like, we just don't understand each other completely. Right. So it's this like, okay, right. let's sit down uh -huh. and let me really tell you. So and I'm glad it's coming across that yes, way. Yes, definitely. Um, okay. So we've talked on the podcast before, and I mean, we just talk about this when we get together mm -hmm. about simplifying our lives, just 
in in all different ways. Mm-hmm. We've both been going through a lot of simplifying of our stuff to yes. get ready for kids um, yes. and new babies. Um, but this is also a theme throughout your book, which is kind of making parenting and teaching easier and simpler. So are there like a few tips that you could give um, from Candid Classroom that'll kind of give readers a flavor of what they can expect to get from the book? Kind of um, kind of like I, like I talked about those takeaways that I love so much. Yeah. Um, I think something that you'll find, which I hope people will enjoy about this book, is it gets away from theory, like you said, and yes. gets down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. And the things that people don't write books about because mm-hmm. they think they're just small things. That like, oh, everyone, that's what it, that yeah, like great. everyone knows that. Exactly. Like, kind of like you were saying, like, teachers assume, oh, parents must know that or it's so common to you and then parents probably the same way like Mm -hmm. oh they must know that you know I'm Mm -hmm. not even sure yet because since Dash isn't in school but I I totally see how that happens in so many places where both sides just assume and it's like if you could just talk about it it would clear up so much right so I just feel like too that we haven't done a great job of that as teachers as being kind of the experts in that field Mm -hmm. and the experts in terms of what we see in the classroom all day. So we need to kind of extend the olive branch a little bit and just tell them, yeah. like, if you want them to be involved, just tell them how. Mm-hmm. So like I have some very um, basic broken down chapters on topics that people may not have thought you could write a book chapter about, <laughs> yeah. but like one of them is on volunteering in the classroom. Okay. Like what we actually, like the name of um, the chapter is fundraisers, volunteers, and what teachers really want help with. Okay, that sounds great. So it talks about um, what an effective fundraiser actually is. It Uh talks about how you can help us by taking something off the plate and not adding to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And just ways that, like, here are some things to keep in mind when volunteering in the classroom. Arrive on time and leave on time. And then talks about why, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then being willing to help with the less than glamorous tasks. And I give a whole bunch of... Um, suggestions of things that they can do or things if they're busy and working all day that they could do at home for us that would like take so much off of our plates and be so helpful. But Mm -hmm. I think parents think, oh, if I can't be in the classroom yeah, or like the PTO president, especially Mm -hmm. in like, you know, being in a more affluent, like suburban district right Mm -hmm. now, I think so many parents are intimidated by Mm -hmm. the very, you know, very involved PTO and Mm -hmm. I need to be you know, the biggest and best and making t-shirts and, and right. no, like we just appreciate those little things so gotcha. much. So things like that, um, sharing their strengths. I even talk about like, Hey, here are some legal things that maybe you don't realize, like the oh, reasons why teachers have right. some sort of limitations that, mm-hmm. um, you feel maybe were keeping you out of or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some ways to like a whole section of this chapter is you don't have to volunteer to be involved. Oh, like that, that's a relief to my yes, ears to hear you about. You do not need to volunteer. <laughs> not that not that I don't want to, but just like you mm-hmm. mentioned, like if you're working all day, like I I foresee I could be working full time when Dash is in school and it's like, okay, what if I can only take a day off here and there to volunteer in the classroom, mm-hmm. but then am I gonna be that uninvolved parent or totally you not. Know, so yeah. that's wonderful too. So to I hear. just get break that down even into some ways that being involved looks other than Mm -hmm. just coming in to help with the craft or, Mm -hmm. you know, like just raising readers in your house and Mm -hmm. setting high expectations and communicating with teachers, like just things that good parents do to be involved that don't require, Mm -hmm. you know, you taking a day off work and coming on a field trip. Right. Right. (laughs) So that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing, like I have a whole chapter on homework and kind of 
the truth about homework and my homework mm-hmm. philosophy mm-hmm. and how like can we just be real that everybody hates it and why <laughs> yeah. are we doing it this way and, but it's right. not going anywhere anytime soon so here mm-hmm. are some suggestions gotcha um so just really practical like I just like for a long time I debated having somewhere in the subtitle I really wanted to work somewhere into the mm-hmm. subtitle real talk yeah like <laughs> real talk here uh-huh. let's sit down so that's that's really what you'll get I think mm-hmm. is impractical but then there's just some of my most favorite classroom stories and mm-hmm. like the most heartwarming things that have happened the funniest things that have happened mm-hmm. are in there too so I'm just really oh, proud of that's just that combination great, yeah that's just yeah. a great place just to be able to capture all yeah, of that yeah well um I, I'm just a few chapters in like I said and um Already, I I loved so far the chapter on getting ready for kindergarten mm-hmm. because even though that's a few years off, it's something that is so relatable to yeah. me already. Just I can see myself, oh my gosh, in a few years, it is going to be like, what does Dash need mm-hmm. to, you know, how do we prepare him, be sure he's ready and all of that. Um, I really liked that you gave details about what is happening during the day in terms of like, they're probably going to be more active and playing mm-hmm. harder. They might be so busy during lunch that they don't eat. And so they're super right. hungry when they get home. Just right. little things like that, that I wouldn't think about and talking about like mm-hmm. that transition when they're going to school. It's um, more than just um, getting used to being at circle time or whatever kind mm-hmm. of things like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you give like, like I said, the kind of the practical tips, um, even just um, establish your routines for how you're going to deal with permission slips mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just in my it head. Gets overwhelming. Yes, like, totally. Exactly. If you don't have kind of a, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is a new thing in our life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I just, those are just things that um, were enlightening. And then I felt like I could already see how, okay, we could actually put these into place to like, to help the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's going to, I think, no, maybe I have already read the chapter on fostering independence, but that definitely is something so close mm-hmm. to my heart, as you know, mm-hmm. um, because I love Montessori philosophy, which is just really all about is, is just kind of a fancy way for saying yeah. fostering independence. Totally. It's it's not something there's um, nothing magical about it. Other exactly. Than that emphasis, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of um, a more formalized. But um, yeah, I love just all of those things about you might be able to encourage some independence earlier than Mm -hmm. you think Mm -hmm. um so that really resonated with me so I loved seeing a chapter on that good I'm glad yeah Yeah. I feel like sometimes I it's very hard because you you are used to having so many kids all day long and you develop all of these systems and all of these ways of talking to kids Mm -hmm. and things that make your life easier And you don't realize that everybody doesn't know that. Yeah. You know, like, hey, if I could. So when I sat down to write it and really started breaking this down, I'm like, oh, people might not know Mm -hmm. that phrase to use with kids Mm -hmm. or like, let me just show you what makes it easier. And it may not may or may not work for your um, children. But like, this is something that I've seen with large groups, even of kids works really well. So maybe you Mm -hmm. can implement that in your own homes and Mm -hmm. and just maybe like, um, I just feel like sometimes we're doing things the hard way mm-hmm. and we're overcomplicating parenting and teaching mm-hmm. and just this business of raising people yeah, um, and putting so much pressure on ourselves. So I feel like one big goal of the book was just take the pressure off mm-hmm. and break it down mm-hmm. and yeah, share what I know and then take mm-hmm. it or leave it, you mm-hmm. know, that kind yeah. of thing. So it's so interesting how I think 
that can happen so often where you're you've been doing something for so long you forget that other people don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and I mean I kind of mentioned that earlier but you know I can just see that in my job sometimes or um, I can just come up anywhere and that if you do stop for a minute and um, you know think sometimes something so simple like you think it's so simple but it is worth just saying because it's not so simple to other people so trying to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes or just not be bashful about okay well I'm just gonna say what I think is obvious and if it's obvious to everyone then okay fine but you know most likely it's not going to be because no one else is in your shoes and has um you know even just your unique experience Mm so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about that even as I'm thinking about being a new mom mm-hmm. and like a conversation I had with a friend where I don't know if I told you this, but she I was freaking out about what beds to put in their room <laughs> because we wouldn't have a guest bed any room or whatever. And she's right. like, she has a three and a six year old or mm-hmm. four and six year old. And she's like, well, they went right from a crib to the queen size. <laughs> and I just put up the rails uh-huh. and now they don't need the rails anymore. Right. But then we had a guest bed and it's fine and she's like and I'm like she's like you can put a four-year-old in a queen size it's okay and I was like I needed another mom to say that Uh to me before I was like oh this is not that complicated like I'm over complicating Uh this process so exactly yeah I think that it helps to just I think sharing your stories about things Mm -hmm. especially things like parenting Mm -hmm. um just like clears the air like this is what I did or this is how I I mean I have embarrassing stories about myself (laughs) in here that's just like, oh, okay. She's mm-hmm. not perfect. Like, yeah. Like I once forgot a kid in the classroom <laughs> and walked to the library. That's in here. And cause he was sitting obediently where I told him to oh. sit in the dark. Cause we had turned the lights off and I was oh, in no. a panic. So, I mean, this is not like perfect to Mrs. Land giving her advice. It's very real. I hope. That's but, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. So, I mean, just overall, this is such, this is a huge accomplishment. And this was, I know you've talked about, um, you talked about maybe even was it last time just that you dreamed about being a teacher and Mm -hmm. being a writer Mm -hmm. and so this is just a huge accomplishment and something a big dream come true so um I kind of wanted to like steer the conversation to just kind of how do you approach dreaming big but then also reaching reaching a really big goal so I was wondering what your since you're kind of like yeah. really near the end of kind of this big, like achieving that dream, what you're taking away from it right yeah. now. And it might change, I guess, probably a year from now, mm-hmm. just gaining more and more perspective. Mm-hmm. But what are you, what are you taking away right now? Um, I feel like the funny part is the bigger the goal, the more we tend to romanticize it. Oh yeah. But the fact of the matter is the bigger the goal or the loftier and dreamier the goal, the more little, very unromantic, <laughs> tedious, um, hard work it takes. Things like, make it up. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like that is a lesson. Like if you're dreaming this lofty big thing, just know that the bigger the goal, the more steps to get there uh-huh. and the more mm-hmm. follow through you're going to need. And mm-hmm. I do feel like that is what I am most proud of with this is that mm-hmm. I am not a follow through kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I'm a big idea and start oh, okay. it and then don't uh-huh. follow through. And so I have never followed through so much on something in my life. Wow. And so it just feels that's amazing. Amazing. That part of it feels absolutely amazing. Yes. So like that long term too, oh, like this yeah. has been over a year yes. and to get to stick with it that long has mm-hmm. been 
has been huge. There's nothing magical in the book. Like Mm -hmm. there are things that I love about this book, but it's the fact that it's done that like I actually followed through to that point that I'm so, so proud of. So that's awesome. And you're just going to carry that with you for the next, for the next big project that you decide to take on. It's totally like one of those things you rely on. Like we talked about with, you know, when you've done hard things Mm -hmm. and you in the book club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you just rely on that as a source of strength. So Mm -hmm. it is already feeling like that for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what are you, what are some big goals or dreams? What's, oh. what's on your big, big dream agenda uh, right now? Well, um, okay. Well this, I mean, this seems like such a silly one and I just talked about it on my blog recently, but honestly, a huge dream of mine has been to live in a house that is completely organized. Yeah, no, that <laughs> is a big dream, like lofty goal, right? Yes. And so we've have we reached okay i think the laundry room shelf is still outstanding it is the one place in the house (laughs) so we'll do that tomorrow by the time this comes out it will be done that's Um, awesome but it's it's been something that i don't know just ever since i guess moving in with chris kind of like running a household together and Mm -hmm. realizing that i i really valued and i think um function best in an environment mm-hmm. where things are clutter free everything has a place um there's not things around that don't like have a specific mm-hmm. function um anyway and it's just taken us a while to get there because it's it's hard to separate out yeah. what you need and what you don't need so anyway that that's kind of uh, i feel kind of silly saying that no, but, that but is a lofty goal yeah. for sure and a good <laughs> and you're close yes and so um yeah. Anyway, so that's pretty exciting. That'll be something that we have to like kind of maintain. So that's kind of like a day to day. I, you know, it's maybe nothing that I've like officially decided, mm-hmm. but I, I do feel like maybe I have a book in me yeah. at some point. Yeah. And certainly you are an inspiration for that. Oh, thanks. I mean, I'm just glad. seeing, I mean, I see the hard work that it takes, uh-huh. but I see that it means just deciding to do it and then every mm-hmm. day keep deciding to do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. <laughs> and text your friend like exactly I'm writing until three and I'm texting you and I have to report how exactly. many words that I wrote <laughs> exactly so um so I think that that is something like on you know maybe the yeah. near or far horizon at at some point do you have an idea like <sighs> is something brewing that you would like to write about you know I think and this kind of this kind of ties in I don't I, I guess it's kind of like still still a big goal. I don't know if it like call it a dream, but um, I've kind of stalled for a little bit on my e-course for working right, moms. Right. Just kind of once, um, I don't know, kind of I was hoping that this summer would be like a big push and yeah. then getting pregnant and then <laughs> falling into the first trimester right. of like being There's a no total deadbeat. That first trimester. And so it just feels like, um, and this is kind of something I wanted to bring up too. So kind of with the, um, just kind of recognizing the season in your life, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that I've seen, I, I know that if I do really decide to do something, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. But recognizing that, like it might not be quite the right time right now because I right. I want to be able to fully commit and right. see it through. So I think after the after I give birth, I think that um, I will it'll be time to pick back up with my e course, see that through. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of motivation after Dash, like something. I, did. I think it was be, it was being in it, going yeah. back to work, and and I actually am excited to have that experience of what it's like. Yeah, going like back refresh to work. your memory kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it'll just be interesting to see how it's different or the same going back to work a second time. Mm -hmm. I wonder, 
if it'll, I hope it's not as hard, but, right, but right. if it is, that's valuable. And, right. you know, it's just my experience, but, um, that's what I think I can really offer to it. So anyway, um, after writing that e-course, I think I'd love to write a book on that I, same topic. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, my motivation for writing the e-course was because, um, I, it was, I wanted to create the resource, like you said, mm-hmm. that I wasn't seeing out there. Right. That right. was like, if I had known about this when I was going back to work, I think this would have been really comforting mm-hmm. and supportive and mm-hmm. helpful. So, and I, so I'd love to make that a book. I think it'll be really helpful as an e-course to connect with other moms, but yeah. I'd love for it to be yeah. a standalone resource too. That's so. awesome. Anyway, yeah. So those are, I guess, kind of some things I've been thinking about. Yeah. But um, actually, uh, this will be very... Um, I think relevant right now, um, when I took the Mondo Biondo e-course about mm-hmm. dreaming big mm-hmm. and that would, I would really, what a re- great e-course topic. Oh, I would really recommend that for, for just anyone. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, even if you didn't have a specific big dream, it was, it was so encouraging and supportive and I, I really, it really was insightful and I really mm-hmm. took away things. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I took away was they talked about the importance of, um, that celebration time Mm -hmm. after you achieve something big Mm -hmm. and just basking in that for a while. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it's so can be so easy that you anticipate it for so long and you finally get it. And then it, it, I think there's a possibility that there can be a letdown now that you're not working towards something. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Oh, the next thing, but it's like, no, you really need to give yourself time, like really make it a significant time that Mm -hmm. you look back and be like, yes, I achieved that big thing. And I took the time, like, you know, whatever it is. Reflect on the good feeling to, to have created some time to reflect on that good feeling so that you can remember it exactly and draw from it later. Yes, Not just, Oh, it was crazy. It was a blur. I don't even remember. Exactly. And just, yeah. Like, because like you've been so busy lately Mm -hmm. it's almost like you could see how how your book coming out like the actual date you would just like want to sleep through it because Mm -hmm. you're so exhausted well and there's so many things to do around it still that it's not this point where you can go done and uh, then yeah like now we're in promotion mode Mm -hmm. but I think that there needs to be in that some space where Mm -hmm. you know like the day it comes out where you're like okay today I everything's set ahead of time and I am going to celebrate or we're hoping to have a release party Uh or do a signing or something like that so that you're marking those occasions, you know, I totally agree. Yeah. That's so, that's so important. So I just, that was something that I'd never really thought about before that I thought was really, um, Mm -hmm. just really smart about that. So yeah. So I thought that was good. And, and then I think it was kind of mentioned that Molly wrote about it in Delancey, just kind of how after her first book came out, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, this has been my purpose for so long. And now, now what's my purpose, you know? And so kind of just being aware that that can kind of happen in, um, probably just being knowing that like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And like the creative energy is going to come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that can be mm-hmm. a very scary time to be like, Oh my gosh, have I have all, no more have, words. Have all yeah. my good ideas yeah. gone or whatnot. So, well, I and I think kind of too, there's this idea I was reading. Um, one of my favorite authors wrote this, like when she was celebrating her first book, it was about so much more than the book. It was about proving that she could do it. It was about becoming a writer. Mm -hmm. And then her second and third book, it was 
I'm a writer. This is my job. This is what's expected of me now. Oh, I see. And so it's this other spin on it where you can uh-huh. kind of get lost in that, oh, this is just what I do now instead right. of celebrating each accomplishment yeah, and being proud of this thing that you birthed into the world, right. you know, that wasn't there before, whether you do it full time or not mm-hmm. was important that yeah. she had to mark those occasions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's so important. Um, okay. So I know that obviously a a big thing on the horizon for you is starting a family. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about um, your next writing or other creative endeavors? Yeah. Do you have an idea for that? Are you just going to let it percolate it's and think about for a <laughs> it's while? It's so I funny. Mean. I think I wrote about this in the blog. It's like asking a new uh, mom with a newborn, like when she's having her new baby, oh, like right. they want to punch you a little bit. Right. But, yes. <laughs> but um, I do think that like this was a really cool way for me to, for now, transition close the chapter on teaching a little Mm -hmm. bit and really reflect on my teaching career up to this point. And I'm still certified. I'm still involved in schools and whatever. That's always going to be a part of who I am, but to kind of bridge Mm -hmm. into being a mom and adoption and really kind of taking on some of those issues that I feel passionate about. And Mm -hmm. um, so I think that I could see at some point, right writing a book about adoption, especially mm-hmm. adoption through foster care. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that there are a lot of stories of that mm-hmm. out there. I mm-hmm. think what we're doing, the way we're doing it and the demographic we're in and everything else is kind of unique to the mm-hmm. adoption story that's yeah. being told out there. So um, I could see writing about that, but yeah, there's definitely some time where you're like, I need to, I need to wait until I feel like those ideas bubble up exactly. to where I have to, I have to produce exactly. this now. Like I think even with this book, so many of these topics were the things that I talked to my colleagues about, like, Oh, if parents right. just knew this or was sad about that, that I couldn't mm-hmm. get through. Or, um, I think you have to kind of like find, like find your passion, find what fires you up and pisses you off. Mm-hmm. And like something that you just have to say something right. about, you or not that not it's an angry it. book, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, exactly. just, yeah, this thing is like a burden inside you that you have to, yeah produce so I think yeah I think and I would love to write children's books someday and maybe having my own kids will really give me a lot of oh yeah creative energy for that I'm sure Um, so yeah I don't know I I definitely know that I love this I love this feeling I love holding my book in my hand is insane and so I don't ever want this to not be a part of my life in some um, way shape or form so we'll just see we'll see what the actual project is but it's definitely a this is not my last book kind of a thing yeah this is my first this is the beginning this is a springboard so that's an exciting feeling oh that's so exciting well I just I can't wait to see what develops and you'll definitely hear about it on the podcast you will you (laughs) will this is our podcast we can talk about what we want exactly that is the beauty and I just want to thank you on the podcast because you have been amazing I literally (laughs) would not have gotten it done without you oh my god! because it was just it was those pushes I needed, but so encouraging and so excited for me. And it's just been awesome. So thank you. Well, and I'll try not to cry when I finish okay. saying that. <laughs> well, I'm so proud of you. So it is, oh, it's just, it's been a pleasure to even be a part of it and get to witness it. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So moving right along to a very exciting uh, section, things we're obsessed with lately. Yes. <laughs> always obsessed with something and you you uh, like secreted away your (laughs) obsession behind the audio equipment you were like you can't see it before I talk about it it." because you're always great about just like 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 producing (laughs) your obsession out of like I like put it on the chair over here you don't even know and I'm like I've got it right here I'm like what it's like an infomercial every (laughs) time 
So I am obsessed with a new mascara. <gasps> and your eyelashes do look fabulous. Thank right you. Now. <laughs> okay. Like I can see they're, them from they way look over long, here. Right. Like yeah. they're showing up in photos these oh, days. Yeah. Okay. So this is what and this is. Thick. Do you have thick eyelashes naturally? I do not. Oh, what? I mean, they're just normal thickness. I think. What? Okay. Tell me so, about this stuff. Okay. So I have a friend who sells this and she's fabulous too. So I will even link to her, oh, good. Okay. her page if you want to pick this up. Yes. Because it's let us know. one of those direct sales kinds gotcha. of things okay. that you have to get through a representative. But it is called Unique um, 3D Fiber Lashes which sounds like some sort of lashes that I'm gluing on. Right. Let me tell scary. you that when I try that, it doesn't usually go so well for me. Oh, One boy. ends up like halfway. I have like a Quasimodo <laughs> eye by the end of the night. So, but, and then people are getting like the last lash extensions, like the semi-permanent. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just don't know about that. Sounds I don't know if scary. I can commit and it's really expensive. Yeah. So this, little system was like $35, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're holding two tubes. I'm holding two tubes. So this, what you do is you put on your own mascara first, just one coat of whatever your favorite mascara is oh, okay. to kind of prime okay. your lashes. And then one of the tubes is a transplanting gel, which sounds Whoa. fancy, but it's just like a little gel. <laughs> so you put on, um, the gel first okay. a coat and then you put, it's just clear. Or dark. It's black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you put on these natural fibers. And this is, I think you'll like this. I don't, I'm not positive on the cruelty free okay. part, okay. but it is all natural. <gasps> oh, like I the do fibers love that. are green tea fibers. Oh, There's okay. no chemicals, which okay. is, so it's really good for it's sensitive like animal eyes. hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like horse Boar's hair. hair or something. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, it's green tea. So <laughs> if you, it's so funny, like look at it. It looks like little hairs oh, yeah it looks on, like felt yeah like it's dry it's not wet Whoa. so what happens is you have that gel on and so then you put it this sticks. on and it sticks and then you put another coat of the gel to like seal it in set it how interesting but it comes off really nicely it okay. comes off better than my waterproof mascara really? actually just with regular eye makeup remover but wow. it stays put when you don't want it to come off okay and you can keep going and building like this is only one this is, this is application like, this is just three days folks yeah. <laughs> like i'm gonna keep going <laughs> but you can i mean yeah you're gonna look like snuffle up again yeah. <laughs> you know it's like so when i see you two weeks your, from now the next time we record like enter the room before you do <laughs> no but i am loving this stuff i've had compliments i've had people asking me if i'm Whoa, wearing false lashes nice so that's quite a testimonial. Yeah. And so what's the, what's the direct like um, makeup service? Did you it's have, unique? It's spelled okay. like you. I've never heard of that unique. before. Have you bought other things from them? I before? haven't. The, their lashes is like their claim to fame. They gotcha. do have other natural makeup products, uh -huh. but these lashes are pretty stellar. And, okay. and the cool part is um, like, the girl, the friend of mine who sells it, she does it all online. Like she doesn't have to do parties. She doesn't have oh, to do all that weirdness. That is really nice. It's just all like on Facebook and she has people taking, you know, she showed a lot of before and after and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, like, you're a friend. I will help you out. And if it's right. really as good as this, like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it really is. It's wow. kind of my new obsession. Oh, that's awesome. Cause I even thought, oh, I'll just put that on for like a special event. I'll right. save it. But I kind of want to do it every day because yeah. when you know your lashes can be long like <laughs> exactly. that, like, why not? Well, exactly. So you do have to curl them to get them to, you know. Okay. But yeah. That's awesome. Obsessed. Well, they look great. Thank you. Um, okay. So I actually have to share a few things. I could not decide. <laughs> it's so funny because you've had a hard time coming up with obsessions lately. I know. And now you have a lot. Yeah. You have a I, backlog. I must just go through phases. And I think <laughs> last time, last time we kind of talked about 
childhood obsessions or something. So then maybe I have a couple like saved yes. up from that time. Grown up obsessions. Exactly. Okay. So here's here's what I've got. Okay. First of all, they're the Hawaiian style barbecue chips, hickory smoked barbecue flavor chips from Trader Joe's. Oh, that Trader oh Joe's. Oh my gosh, they're so good. That Joe and his wares. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I swear I could share a Trader Joe's obsession every podcast and I really <laughs> try not to do it, but I'm always discovering new things. I don't know what it was. I just, I think I was grocery shopping by myself and I kind of, you know, like saw or I was really hungry or mm -hmm. something. Anyway, it was like an impulse purchase mm -hmm. that I like put all the other groceries in the trunk, but those came to the front with oh, me. Oh, I know how that, I've even <laughs> opened it in the store. Oh, nice. And I feel like a toddler, <laughs> like who gets the goldfish because he can't wait to check out. I was a little fussy. <laughs> yeah, I had to go exactly. ahead and open these for myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, do have, I do have a toddler. He's somewhere in the There's back. There's nothing like know. the shame of like handing... <laughs> The and <laughs> this one's already open. And these Swedish no, fish I, are no, half I, gone. No, I don't need a replacement. I opened it myself. <laughs> Just quickly check me out and put it in the bag. <laughs> yeah, but so I think I basically ate an entire bag um, mm -hmm. between Trader Joe's and my house. It's about a 12-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like 30 minutes no. or an hour. It's no. not that far. Um, okay, this is what I think is the testimonial to these chips. I was not sick of them even after like a binging on a whole bag. Oh. Like I was kind of worried because yeah. they were so good. Like, I'm I was ruining like, it. No, I ruined it. Nope. Still buy a bag every so time. So tell me what gives it the Hawaiian, like what makes them Hawaiian? Okay. I'm not sure what the Hawaiian part is. I didn't know they were known for their potato chips. Cause it's like, I think it's like all, they have like a few different flavors of these Hawaiian okay. chips. You know, when I was, when we were in Maui, there was a lot of chips oh okay. and it was like a thing everywhere and it would say like hawaiian style they're or maui style they're chips. not super thick but they're not like really thin so they're kind of like have a nice mm -hmm. weight to them it does have the skin on them which they're thin enough you can barely tell yeah but, but I, I like think, that anyways. but i think maybe that's a thing and then okay. just this barbecue flavor i don't know it's like the is it like a sweet like a tangy a little bit yes like there's maybe pineapple in there somehow Ooh, maybe that's it because yeah there's a little okay. bit there's a little bit of the sweetness the smokiness oh, it's so good that sounds amazing so it's like something that yeah, has come home with me every <laughs> Trader Joe's trip. So I'm obsessed with those. Okay, next thing um, is my evening face wash routine. Oh, you have a routine now? I know. Hold on. I know. This stop, is fancy business. Stop. Okay, so I think I, yeah, I used to just be like, try to remember to wash my face, but I don't wear a lot of makeup. So usually by the end of the day, it looks like I'm not wearing any makeup right. and it's, I would just, you're like, it's good. It's yeah, off. It's fine. <laughs> just tumble into bed. Mm -hmm. But then, um, and it was probably like pregnancy or whatever, but I felt like my face was breaking out a little bit more. I was like, all right, mm -hmm. I guess I should pay a little more attention, put right. in a little bit more right. effort. This kind of coincided, um, I guess more recently, maybe around getting my first, um, petty, Petit Vore box. I'm not sure how you say it. The Petit Vore. Oh, which like is which is the mm -hmm. um, box subscription mm -hmm. service of beauty products that I'm getting. That's all um, like vegan and cruelty free. Mm -hmm. Anyway, came one of my first one came with this little vial of um, it's oil for underneath your eyes. Okay. So anyway, so I was like, okay, you know, I was kind of excited to use this new yeah. product, and I think it came with a facial cleanser too. Anyway, so I started making this my routine, like washing my face and then like putting on some lotion or some oil or something and it just started to be this like routine that I started looking forward to oh nice. and it felt like I was kind of pampering myself mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. taking five minutes so okay can I 
Yes. Can I ask you this? Yes, you can. I have a hard time washing my face when I'm not in the shower because okay. I feel like I'm like okay. drowning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if I'm in the shower already, I'm already completely soaking wet. Everything okay. rinses clean away. I don't get water up my nose. But like, right. are you a face splasher or are you a face like, um, you know, like washcloth? Okay. Are you filling the entire sink and then sticking your head in it? No. Because then you'd be doing it wrong. <laughs> is that why you feel like you're like, drowning? Is that what you do? Good God, that sounds awful. Because <laughs> you might feel like you're drowning. No, like I have an issue with the splashing because when you, you know, when you splash water on your face, you have to. Maybe your angle is wrong. Like, are you splashing it up your I, nose? Yes, I feel like I am. And then I feel like there's dripping and there's dripping down my arms and oh. I don't feel more clean. Okay. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I made a hot mess of myself and like the soap never comes all the way off. Yeah, like, you it know, sounds like there's the like water and soap all no, over the place. When you it's a situation. <laughs> it's like, hmm. it's out of control. So I feel like what I usually do is I have my face wash in the shower. Right. And so I wash my face when I shower. Right. And then at night I use like a makeup wipe or something because gotcha. there's no mm-hmm. splashing, drowning going I gotcha. on. I don't know. I like that the water just feels like a fuller cleanse. It, and okay. I, I guess I, I don't to, have I these issues. I need to refine my Maybe if you brought like a hand towel so you yeah. could like wipe off the drips. I know what you're talking about on your forearm. Um, I think there is like a hand towel hanging right near our sink. So I'm probably doing that in between. And um, like I'll go to bed <laughs> and my whole shirt is soaked. Okay. Like I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? I had a bathroom problem. Exactly. <laughs> well, I got to no. be more careful. That doesn't happen to me. But right. I, I'm glad we talked about this. Yes. Though. <laughs> I just wonder. It's one of those things I feel like I need to admit on, on the air. Yeah. That well, I have issues with maybe, washing my face. Maybe we should like, you know, maybe, Tutorial. You, can, maybe you can watch me wash my face <laughs> and, and you can see. That wouldn't be weird at all. (laughs) And then I can critique (laughs) your style. (laughs) Erica, you're making a mess of my bathroom. We should have done done it in your bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yes, I am enjoying my nighttime face routine. And um, I even, I picked up some vitamin E oil Mm because I read that's supposed to be good for your face. Mm -hmm. And so when I run out of this expensive under eye oil. So anyway, that's been, I know it's been nice. So it's just a wash and an oil you're mm-hmm. using right now yeah i just Lovely. use a really gentle like face wash and then um yeah like some vitamin e oil on my face which it sounds kind of scary to put oil on your face i know anything that says oil i always I know. feel scared oh, of but my skin feels really nice in the morning yeah so, good anyway. well and like tea tree oil is actually drying a little bit and yes. antibacterial I so i try yeah. to remember that yeah you have to be careful with that one you have to dilute it with a lot of water are you just like burn your face right off? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what will happen. <laughs> exactly, Erica. <laughs> okay. Last one. This also came in my Petit Vor box. Um, I just tried it for the first time this week. It is Schmidt's Natural Deodorant. Oh, I, yeah. I saved, this is risky. I saved best for this last. Is risky. I am obsessed with this. Like, <gasps> it works. If it would not be totally gross, I'd make you come over here and smell my <laughs> underarm. <laughs> Well, the good good thing is I can't smell exactly. your underarm, so that's the exactly. point, right? Um, I have written a blog post about this before. I have tried to get yeah. on the natural deodorant train because, you know, you read like, oh, aluminum, all these gross chemicals. You're and putting the clogging it. and the, yes. all of the things. I know. Anyway, just blah. And um, a, a reader posted on my blog about something related to that and just talking about how oh yeah, I'm really going to try to wear natural deodorant because while I'm breastfeeding, like the baby's head oh, is always yeah, in the, and I like was like, right oh, there. I didn't even think about that. Oh. It's true. Um, anyway, 
So I was very skeptical because I've definitely been very stinky before trying natural <laughs> deodorants. And it's just, it's to a point where it's like, okay, I want to use the natural product, but it's got to work. Yeah. You know? And like at the end work. of the day, I don't mind smelling like human. Exactly. I just don't want to smell like B-O. wild boar. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> it's not that. Um, okay. But anyway, I tried this, um, the Schmitz deodorant. It is amazing. It, it works. Game changer. It huh? totally works. It is a game changer. I got a little trial size. I or- already ordered a bigger size of a different scent. They have uh-huh. a um, nice scent selection. Um, I just, it works. It was amazing. And I was kind of thinking, okay, m- there might be like a transition period. So right. I'm going to give it a week. Right. But day one. Wow. Nothing. I think day one was when I was coming to meet you for yes. lunch. And I was like, do you want me to bring a backup? <laughs> exactly. Like travel size exactly. deodorant. But already by then work. I was like, you know what? I've already walked to campus one time. <laughs> I'm good. I'm smelling good. So <laughs> I think it's all right. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm thrilled. And even one day. I even like woke up the next morning and went to spin class and I didn't put on new deodorant before then. Wow. Smelled fresh. So it, it went all day and night and then and then spin through class. spin class. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So anyway, yeah, I mean this, I, I am obsessed and I'm just amazed. So anyway, that's like, yeah, that is. Cause I have heard from, I have not ventured down that path because it's it's I'm very st- scared. It's a stinky road, <laughs> friend. It's a stinky road. <laughs> if washing my feet with caution. me, perhaps natural deodorant <laughs> is too much for you. But it's good to know that yes. you have already done the research and mm-hmm. found one that works. All right. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Okay. So what about some neighborhood news? Yeah. We, have, we have a few topics. Yes. Topic number one, it was raining when I walked over here. Oh, huge. And lovely. This is our first podcast in the rain. It is. <laughs> and it wasn't, it's not even stormy and nasty and blowy. It's just like a lovely, just a little constant sprinkle. Exactly. And I just kind of wanted to actually podcast outside. I know. I know. <laughs> so. On my front, on my front porch. Yeah. There are dark clouds. There was, there was a coolish mm-hmm. breeze. Oh, really? It yeah. was amazing. We were sitting outside and it was like a breeze that, that, um, you know, made you think we that haven't it was seen November. it in a month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so that's number one. Yep. Big excitement for that. Okay. So, uh, saw guy has been busy with the chainsaw. Sure has in his yard. Sure has. We hired someone. Thank goodness. So okay, that we didn't good. hear the chainsaw at like 11 <laughs> at night. <laughs> right. When if he a, would have done it, it would have been nocturnal tree removal. <laughs> Oh no, not recommended. But yeah, yeah, so um, there was a little bit of a surprise because the tree that we were hoping he would trim back, um, instead of just trimming it back, just removed the whole thing. (laughs) And it was a big tree. So there's kind of a hole where it used to be Mm -hmm. like, um, uh, you know, can kind of get a little bit more view of their house. So I was a little bummed about missing the shade and the privacy, Mm -hmm. but they still have a lot of tall pr- yes. plants and I think that they'll fill in. Yeah. And so it's really not too bad. Yeah. And the actually, one that, um, cause, and so they trimmed yeah, a big tree. That, that huge was like one that's over our pool yard. was like, they took away like two thirds of the tree. Whoa. So it's like a completely different landscape in our backyard, yeah, like right. view in our backyard right. and a lot more eye contact when okay. they're outside. Hey neighbor. But you know, that's all good. It will fill back in there we when, go. You know, when it gets cooler and exactly. we're outside. So exactly. I'm, I'm more happy that like the whole tree is not coming down in yes. my pool. So it's good. Yeah. Cause it has been getting windy. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so he's a good neighbor. I mean, really minus is. the midnight sawing of things, yeah. he yeah. like, he got a suggestion and he ran with it and I just know. took care of all of the trees. Can we really take some baked goods? We should. We've, we been, should. we've been saying it for a long time. We need to put it on the calendar. <laughs> put it Put it in the bullet journal. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Um, Okay, I have one quick thing. Um, There is there are some local elections coming up for town council. Don't even get me started. I know, Uh, coming up in August. So suddenly, every corner is just plastered with all the political signs. Um, And it's ugly. Yeah, it gets it gets really ugly. Um, I mean, just in terms of like all the political signs, but aesthetically (laughs) and political climate wise. Yeah. Okay. So. But this is like kind of a funny thing. So there, there are some candidates that have apparently decided to uh, go to the the negative, oh, the yeah. negative side, just all in. <laughs> but this is um, okay. So, so this is what's funny about it. Um, we live in a very, a very conservative area. Yes. You've seen the news. We live in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know exactly. what it's like around you, here. You know where we live, and <laughs> I feel like our area in particular is just. Very, very conservative. Yes. So um, pretty anti our current president. <laughs> um, but uh, that is not my political affiliation. I am still a pretty big fan of our president <laughs> and not a, not a conservative. So these political ads, um, there's one. This is so weird. Um, it says this says this guy's name. At the top of the sign, mm-hmm. it's a picture of Obama with all with these the like, hand drawn hearts. It's so weird. It's really, really weird. And it's like the most demonic looking oh, picture yes. of Obama they yeah. could find too, yeah. by the way. It, like he's giving this like evil glare. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a really weird combination. And you know, it's like yellow background with red oh, letters. Yeah. It's it's real icky. obnoxious. But then it, but then uh, like the slogan is like, you know, this guy's name, a Republican who supports Obama like taxes. Okay, and, and that's supposed to just be like, oh, I hate this guy. I'm never voting for him. Okay, this is how I interpret it. I'm oh, like, so it's the negative spin on this yeah. other candidate because he loves Obama and Obama exactly. likes Texas. Okay, exactly. Because like, I haven't understood what that sign is saying, <laughs> yes. so I'm glad you that, clarified that's what that. It, is. It, it doesn't say who paid for it. Mm-hmm. The, the big name that it says, it's just like, just don't An vote for this guy. for them. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Okay. So it's it's supposed to make you think like I hate this guy like never gonna vote for yeah him. this is Kelsey's interpretation <laughs> okay first of all see a picture of Obama I'm like hey I like that guy <laughs> and it's got hearts around it okay second of all a Republican who likes who who likes Obama like taxes well you know our Congress has been very gridlocked so I'm like hey is this a Republican who's willing to work with the president right. <laughs> And traditionally, a lot of times Republicans won't vote for tax programs that I would probably be in favor of. Sounds like this guy is probably willing to vote for him. And <laughs> I'm like, the exact this, opposite of this that sounds idea. like my candidate. <laughs> so oh, I kind of want to email him because it's probably a bummer yeah. to have your name being slandered like that or, you know, that right. he thinks and want to be like, this is working for me. I think I'm going <laughs> to you got my vote, buddy. Just so you know. <laughs> And That's so there, funny. there's just other ones that are similar where it's like a big, you know, stamp across their name that says liberal. Oh, pro yeah. Obamacare. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm looking this guy <laughs> up. I think this is my guy. <laughs> so especially here, because even if you weren't inclined that way, you mm-hmm. just want some balance. Exactly. And so it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even out. agree with what this guy says, but <laughs> exactly. it's better than the same thing over and over. Exactly. Yeah. So. No, it's obnoxious. And I really don't under i don't i guess they don't know the, the laws about it but uh-huh. what are the laws that just allow <laughs> on every single street corner oh. of public property to just be like 
plastered oh, ugly signs like know. anybody can put a sign up which yeah. it's equal i mean it's obviously and like it's like free speech and anybody can put so. it there mm-hmm. but i don't feel like i we could do that in wisconsin oh really i didn't see that i felt like oh. it had to be like that's interesting like maybe near a voting location or something well or it had to it was like you could put it in your own lawn oh i see but i don't remember or businesses would support people or whatever but, but i don't remember on like on every street corner i see i see because you're kind of like look this is like just public intersection why do yeah. i have to be bombarded like, oh with politics when i'm just trying to drive mm-hmm. to trader joe's to exactly. get some barbecue chips exactly. <laughs> who is for barbecue chips that's what i want to know and speaking of corners oh yes something okay. else that i find disturbing as a midwesterner okay and i don't know if it's like this in texas or not but why is it okay to make very dangerous u-turns in very busy intersections the you got fr- you got to go the other way like the first time I saw that, I was like, you can't do that. Who, what is this guy doing? You can't do that. Like you could do U-turns anywhere in Wisconsin where it didn't it's say main intersection no U-turn. Or something. Okay. But in the middle of an intersection, no. Like you would have to go up to the next median and then turn around. Like you could, because you're affecting so many okay, so tell me directions the, of traffic. Because I, I could see it if you have like a protected green arrow. And yes. You're like and that's when only- people turn. They turn on the arrow. So and they're screwing the, like, everybody behind them who's waiting for I the see, arrow. because they're taking longer. And they're mess and because they're like messing up with the traffic right, flow because they're people going turning out right wider. They're like, oh, it's fine. Like there's nobody coming from I this see. way. I see. So it's super dangerous because they're gonna like collide into those people. I gotcha. And then other people are like slamming on their brakes behind them because they think they're going. Right, right. And they're actually going way slow to turn oh, all the yeah, way around. Oh, yeah, that's bad. It's not okay. Maybe I feel like we have a lot of well, and you mentioned this. Anyway, I feel like we have a lot of median divided where they like to put the landscaping. And so there's like not as many opportunities right. to do a U-turn right. maybe. So it wasn't like in Texas where you grew up and learned how to drive, right? I'm trying to it think. It wasn't like that's a big no-no to do a U-turn in an intersection like that. Like a busy one. Not like a stop sign, but I like don't. a... I don't think so. And oh, man. It rocked my world the first <laughs> time like, I what? saw it. And I still like lay on my horn like, that's not okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. We got to look this up because, yeah, I mean, I've probably done it a couple times. I, yeah. And, and I think I've wondered. I'm like, is this legal? But I'm yeah. doing I need to go that other way. There's times I've done it in an emergency, too. But I feel like crazy guilt like oh, i'm going to jail about interesting this. well i i would love to hear from I think listeners research, yeah. like give a give us a poll from mm-hmm. you know from across from the your country state. is that okay or not okay <laughs> exactly we're talking like intersections with three lanes of traffic each way or more okay right that's right to me what's not okay yeah busy but people do it so brazenly it must be illegal it must be legal here right i guess so but hey okay so I'm I'm not personally okay with it. So I'm on a bit of a vigilante, <laughs> like gotcha. you know, I'm just gonna stand there and rip down all the political signs <laughs> and like throw stuff at people who are making U-turns. Stop making U-turns. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Uh. Last last Friday morning, we had a nice little yeah. neighbor neighbor we did. neighbor gals Friday morning coffee. Yeah, Kelsey. Just like uh, there's another. Um, girl, not gal, girl <laughs> not who <a> gal. <laughs> lives on our block, who has another little guy, Dash's age. Uh-huh. And so we get together occasionally, but yeah, Kelsey just texted us like, Hey, I'm making some coffee. Yeah, exactly. Come on over. And she made this delicious blueberry snack cake, which Ooh, I yeah. think the recipe for that's on it your blog on somewhere. Blog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the boys played and we just hung out yeah. it was just a couple hours super casual and then you had so texted nice. again this week and i wasn't able to come i don't know if melissa was able to come or not but mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah it yeah, was just a really busy. nice like hey it doesn't need to be a big to do exactly. like just come on over so i think that's like i love the that. beauty right there of knowing your neighbors like, yeah absolutely it, it doesn't have to be it can just be so casual um, it can just be kind of last minute. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about going anywhere, being somewhere on time, getting just, the kids in the car. All yeah. That kind of or, stuff. you know, if you can only come and stay for 30 minutes, fine. Cause mm-hmm. you get to spend the whole time chatting, not like going, you know, exactly. You, can, you don't have to spend the time getting somewhere or mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I love it. So, so I was glad you did that. And we mm-hmm. do more of those kind of things for it will sure. It'll be a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This last little bit of neighborhood news this is something I've been thinking about. Okay. We have this um, shopping center mm-hmm. just at the corner, like in near our main intersection. We can walk there if we really wanted to. Um, uh, it originally, when we moved in, was like ghost town. Oh yeah, with just still the fountain running. I don't know why. Maybe just <laughs> to lots keep of weeds maybe just to keep up appearances, or uh-huh. like maybe it would just get totally gross if they turned it off um anyway so it was probably just emblematic that we were in the middle of a recession mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely oh well actually there was a fresh and easy there a little, was little grocery store mm-hmm. but then it closed yeah. and then it was really a ghost town yeah. it was a bummer yeah because it was a great place to like run and get a mm-hmm. gallon of milk or whatever mm-hmm. um Okay, so then it was just nothing, and I was just so frustrated because it, like, looked like a nice shopping center. It's right near the house. I'm yeah. just like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's nice in terms of, like, a strip mall kind of, you know, there's a lot of that like here, but, like, it looks nice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so slowly over time, yes. some stuff is coming mm-hmm. in. There's a Mexican food restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's a breakfast place, which we don't ever go to either, but mm-hmm. I like that they're there. Exactly. Like, this is there's good. options. Um, yeah. I get my hair done at the salon. Yeah. There. There's mm-hmm. a little salon. Okay. So it is to the point where I think, and, um, I've decided that we need to use our girl next door podcast karma <laughs> because you know, when we talked about saga on our first episode, oh, yeah. we got results. It manifested itself. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm going to use my personally, my karma. Okay. <laughs> neighborhood karma. Okay. I want an awesome coffee shop bakery. Yes. I support so that. Bad. I support it. So bad. Okay. But here's the thing because uh, it is tough to do a local coffee shop bakery really well. It is. So and like the Starbucks company, because if you suck at all, I'll just go up the street to Starbucks. Exactly. Like that's what'll happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's tricky. So this is the caveat in my karma. So you have like conditions that it <laughs> Listen must Listen up universe. <laughs> Unless it's going to be really good and it can be really successful because I'm going to be so sad if it yes. opens and and it's like, oh, it's just not yeah. going to make it. And it doesn't. Okay. If not that, just send us a Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Just make that fresh and easy into a Starbucks yeah, on the corner. Exactly. So, yes, I would prefer the local cute place, which exactly. we do have a few in the area. Not too far. Yeah, but not but like not walking like right distance. There. Yeah. Okay. Oh, can I add another caveat? Yes. You're <laughs> okay. demanding a lot from the universe, I but it really is. <laughs> okay. First, local coffee shop bakery done really awesome, really great pastries, really great coffee. Okay. If you can't do that, what about great neighborhood bar? That is also acceptable. Okay. Then if you can't do that, fine. We'll take a Starbucks. Yes. I agree. Okay. That's the because order. Because there is not, There's not a good a conveniently located, cute, 
anything or like coffee, even like to our house, there's not a conveniently located Starbucks even unless you're going to one specific direction. I know they're only at the grocery stores. I actually, I I looked those are a letdown. Don't you feel like (laughs) they're not real Starbucks? Yeah. Because the guy who like bags my groceries has been making my latte and I'm like, (laughs) I feel, I feel like you're just not focused on your craft. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you bag a great bag of groceries, but yes. Um, so anyway, I'm just, I'm putting that out there, universe. Okay. Doesn't have to be immediate, yeah. but but maybe by the time the um, pumpkin spice latte is coming out. <gasps> How awesome would that we be? C- we can either have a drinking establishment with a pumpkin beer or a oh pumpkin spice latte. This podcast wouldn't even be able to handle that, know, actually. We, really, we would be broadcasting from inside <laughs> with the Starbucks. All of the pumpkin things. <laughs> All you around. people do not even know what you're in for when we start to, when it starts to even feel a little bit like fall around here. You don't even know. <laughs> Kelsey and I are very enthusiastic about autumn. Just get ready. <laughs> Just on your calendar already. Go ahead and pencil in that fall extravaganza on the Girl Next Door podcast. Exactly. Get excited. All fall. Whatever off. you're imagining, times <laughs> ten. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay. Well. Okay. So it is. It's not fall yet. So sadly, oh, we have to okay. go <laughs> back. Back to back to <laughs> back real to life. Summer. <laughs> um. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can pick up my book, Candid Classroom, on Amazon. Um. I'd love if you left me a review there. That helps out authors so much. So I would so appreciate that. If you um want more honest thoughts on educating and raising humans, you can check out my other blog at thecandidteacher.com or on the Candid Teacher Facebook page. And you can always find us at girlnextdoorpodcast.com and on Twitter, Hi Girls Next Door. We would love to know uh, what are some of your big dreams? Yeah. Or how are, how are you tackling those? Mm-hmm. Um, or things you're obsessed with lately. Yeah, we always love that. <laughs> exactly. Or what you're hoping goes into your neighborhood local shopping center. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. the right ending right yep (laughs) i think so stopping in dropping by what do we say